in a world where options are limitless, but time is not. Two heroes take a stand against injustice and overwhelming viewing choices. Starring Jane Ellen. I don't see how the human race survived the medieval period. And Adam Cravens. A lot of them didn't. This is Binge or Cringe. A podcast that lets you know what's worth watching and what's not. From the Hinson Oakley Podcast Center at Rock 93.7. Hello and welcome to Binge or Cringe. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. A few weeks ago we talked about something about which I was most excited. I have seen two episodes and I am agog. Good Omens on Amazon Prime. I mean, I'd, there's there's no such thing as like just an instant slam dunk, but like the amount of talent, the subject matter, like the source material. John Hamm is the Angel Gabriel. This this right here, and it's based on what the uh, uh, Neil Gaiman's. Yes, I, I'm just saying. I mean, like, it's almost word for word. Frances McDormand she narrates it as the voice of God, and <sighs> genuinely, it almost seems like you would have had to attempted to not make it good. Like you would have had. Yeah. You would have had to actively get in the way. You just be like, no, 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 no. The performance you're giving, the exceptional one. I need you to take it in the other direction and be bad. And I just have to tell you, my favorite scene, again, was beautifully realized in this. Maybe it's because I'm such a dog lover. But the Antichrist comes into his power when he's 13, and the Hellhound finds him. And the Hellhound is named, and then the dog will know its purpose. So... The Hellhound looks like a spotted Great Dane with maybe an extra set of teeth. Sure. And uh, you see the dog. Doop, 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 doop. And is, there's. Is that the sound? Yes, the dog? that is the sound. Okay. And well, maybe that was a questionable decision on the, the producer's part. And there's just a close up of the dog looking straight into the camera, or sort of. I don't think it's a real dog. But anyway, it's a dog. If Scooby Doo had a massive dental problem he would be this dog so then you see adam the real antichrist and his three other friends and they're just hanging out in their fort talking why does his name have to be adam oh it's another story anyway uh adam just like you it's his birthday and he says well what i want is a dog and so you know they go back to the hellhound you know and because he hasn't gone to greet Adam yet. And so then Adam says, uh, someone says, what kind of dog do you want? And he goes, well, not a big dog. And you go back to the dog and his head cocks. And, he said, I want a small dog that I can teach to do things. And That, that Frank Welker voiced? <laughs> and I'll just have fun with him. And then one of the kids says, and what will you name him? And the dog's like, and you can hear the dog going, I will know my purpose. And Adam, the Antichrist, says, I'm going to name him Dog. I think it's simpler that way. You, I mean, to be fair, he is the Antichrist. He's probably going to be a little anti-authoritarian. But by naming him Dog, the dog's purpose is simply to be a dog. And so then the dog shrinks to this, like, 30-pound mutt, totes adorbs, 
And just the whole interaction with but the dog but listening. But it's still a hellhound. An adorable hellhound. But its purpose is to just be a dog. So it's no longer hellish houndish, I guess. Anyway, I had read that passage many times in the book because I find the book incredibly amusing. And it was just really as just as I had imagined it, except I added the Scooby-Doo noises. So Are Good it? Omens is Rhea. great. Rhea. And... David Tennant. Is it, is it better than two Scooby Snacks? Yes, it is. Right, yeah. David Tennant <laughs> as the uh, as the demon playing the demon as a rock star. The the body language alone, he is acting. It's fantastic, really. He's well. I mean, not for nothing. David Tennant is kind, kind of, of a talented actor. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, really good. So I'm very happy with that, and uh, kudos to all. And when John Hamm came on in this beautiful suit, I just thought of you. That's I'm I'm actually pretty sure he doesn't have a body like the rest of us do. No, he just has like a suited torso and legs. I believe that. Like is true. I, I I can't I can think of maybe a handful of instances that I've not seen him in like a well-tailored suit. I, I guess it could have just been CGI. They're like, well, how are we going to get that off John? And they'll mm. just be like, ah, well, we'll do it in post. Mm, another suit. And I requested that your wife, who loves horror movies, True. to watch on Netflix, maybe Hulu? I think it's Netflix. Yeah. Netflix. It's called The Perfectionist. And all I had read about was people are vomiting for real because this original movie on Netflix is making them sick. Horror movie makes fans sick. Blah, 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 blah. So I thought, well, I know someone who's going to tell me if it's going to make them sick. I, I think it's kind of that, that hyper. I want to say it was Alfred Hitchcock. I, I think it was Psycho. Like they advertised it as having like nurses on hand like mm-hmm. because the ending will be so shocking you may faint. So, like, they actually, I don't know if they were actual nurses, Mm. but they had people, like, at the theaters, like, I I guess to respond if you... That's funny. If the vapors took you because of the shock twist ending at the Did you watch this with her? I did not. Okay. No. Well, I asked her about it. (laughs) She just looked at me like, it didn't make me sick. Keep, keep in mind, we have six children. Yes. So there's not a lot that makes us stick or scares us anymore. And she said, what was what was supposed to be so sickening about that? And I said, I believe it was the vomit scene. And she went, eh. <laughs> So right. uh, she thought it was a good movie. She thought it was entertaining. I think it was more of a suspense type of movie. It's not a slasher thing, but uh, it is vomity. In one scene. Which is which is a word. Bobby. Yes. Yes. You're listening to Binger Cringe from High Atop, the Hinson Oakley Podcast Center. Jane Ellen talking with Adam Cravens about streaming media. So you have watched something on HBO, yes? Share Noble, yes. And um if you wanted to potentially give an alternate title to it, it could also be Sadness and things that will hurt you. Great! It is hard pass. It is. It is very. I, when I say difficult to digest, if you are looking for something light to to watch while you're eating dinner, or maybe you just want a good way to unwind after a difficult day at work, um, 
within the first 20, let's say minutes, maybe 30, um, you have a suicide. Um, you, you have a nuclear reactor explode. You start seeing people's skins burning from the radiation and they don't understand that's what it is yet. Like they're just, they're bleeding like out of the side of their faces, like from the, the heat that they can't see, like they're trying to stop this that, you know, they call in like the fire department, like the fire department is starting to kind of spontaneously have their skin start burning and bursting. Like, and it's not, it's not like that just, you know, that, that action movie kind of way where there's a cool scar and like the blood is coming out, but it's not like profusely so it's gushing. It's like the end of Raiders, but they're walking around talking to each other going, what's happening? But it, but instead of like the power of God, it's the power of radiation. I see. Right. Yeah. It's yes. The, the, the last little bit of Raiders. Now, um, when I think of nuclear power plants, I think of the fun and games enjoyed at Homer Simpson's workplace. Are, are there donuts involved? Is there a Mr. Burns? Is this the, the feel-good nuclear plant of the year? I, I don't... Maybe in the, the later episodes, it mm-hmm. becomes so. And this is just a really great fake-out. <laughs> but at present, um, like, it's... Like I said, it's just dour. Every scene... like, And you've got people just denying that it's happening. Like the, That's the, always funny. The guy in charge, they're like, okay, well, we need to drop the rods into water to make sure... And, they, and he's just like, well, there's no way that reading's right. That's not true. No, we'll go down there. Yes, go down there. There's no reactor. Listen, I'm telling you, there is a reactor. We have to get it down there to cool it down. So people are going down into it. It's, it's blown wide open. They're getting radiation sickness burn dying bleeding and and it's that it's not just like bleeding like i paper cut myself it's that that blood that comes after like almost a a i i don't want to use the word pussy discharge <laughs> but but there's no other word that i can use it, it is um it, it's it does not pull its punches mm-hmm. um it has a, a remarkable uh cast uh stellan skarsgård uh jared harris um, you had me at Skarsgård. Like it, it really is like just every every time you get another person on there. Like there, I I would be interested to see what the the Emmy count mm-hmm. or like Oscar count is between like uh, Jared Harris. If you ever watched Fringe, Mad Men, I believe he played uh, Moriarty in the Robert Downey Jr. Uh, version of Sherlock Holmes in the mm-hmm. second movie. Like it just they they have some legitimate talents. Uh, on, on display here, but they're it kind of in this like think of uh, Good Omens, but if it if it if it was sad omens, mm, yeah, just sad, sad, deadly omens. What I read about this was it's based on a true story. There was an accident sure. in Chernobyl. Chernobyl. Yes, it yes, is. and that happened in 1986. And it says so. You've got the based in truth, and then there's a story that they have made up. But they said, it doesn't matter because the real stuff, <laughs> it, it doesn't matter because it was just so horrible. So it says, you're not watching a documentary, but still this happened and it was horrible. Think about uh, Titanic, the, 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 the movie, like the, the, the two characters that are kind of the central narrative thrust mm-hmm. throughout it are probably not based on actual people. That mm-hmm. story didn't actually happen on the Titanic. Like it was a it was a disaster. Terrible things happened. And you kind of get to see some of that dramatized within the film. But instead of them just 
these, you know, very, very in shape, like 20 somethings just getting wet, which, by the way, like wet doesn't really disfigure you for the rest of your life. Like at worst, your hair is going to be frizzy. And there was room for him. Oh, there was there was there was plenty of room. Now, if they would have taken that story, adapted that story and put it at Chernobyl, uh, it wouldn't have mattered because they'd all be dead. Like mm-hmm. you there, there's some, you know, excitement, some some interesting things going on. Like I saw the film Titanic. Like it's I, I can understand why that backdrop or having backdrops uh, of disasters is good to wring some dramatic mm-hmm. tension out of, especially because like people. You you know how it ends. Like for for the most part, I'm going to say if I I just ask most people, you know how what happened at Chernobyl, what happened to the Titanic? Like now, you I, will, I, I need to throw this out here. When sure. Titanic was released, I was doing nights, doing a request show called Makeup or Breakup on the radio, and I made some off the hand remark about Titanic is out. It's making lots of movies. Spoiler alert: the ship sinks. Someone called mad at me for giving them the ending. And well, I said, this happened in 1912. You didn't know and that? It was, it was well, and, and like, it wasn't like it was a government conspiracy to hide it up like Area 51. Like, this thing was on, like, there's a museum. Yep. Several, there's not just a, there's several museums. It was on the, I mean, granted, they probably weren't alive when these newspaper headlines were out there. But, but like, still, you can, it's a thing. You can readily see what happened. No, there's nothing that buries the lead on the Titanic just being like, well, it was a boat and people rode on it. Anyway, um, Chernobyl is supposed to be an ongoing thing. I believe it's just a a mini series. I want to oh. say it's like five five six episodes. Um, but uh, again, as, as you and I had discussed, what's the the George Clooney one? Uh, Catch twenty two. Much in the same way, how do you ring eight seasons worth out of that of somebody trying to get out of the army? Mm-hmm. I don't know how you get you know seven seasons out of we're all going to die. In radiation burns. I mean, by the eighth season, everyone's going to be horribly disfigured and vomiting. Like, I don't I don't know how you you get that far on this story. It sounds like that should be getting the press the perfectionist is getting. Well, I would. The thing about like Chernobyl, um, like th- that's real. And th- that was always kind of the problem I had with like horror movies in general, like. Jason Voorhees isn't real. Like there, there's, there, there's not like this undead zombie man that is. That's not real. Like when I watch Silence of the Lambs, that's more real. Like mm-hmm. you could have a person that wanted to cannibalize other humans. Like that, that, that I can get that fear in my head. But the other one, like I, my, my logic tumblers are just sitting there going, right. Well, no, th- they can't actually enter my dreams and cut me up. Like mm-hmm. that's dumb. But. If you've got, okay, well, there, there's a, you know, these cities and they're powered by nuclear reactors and something goes wrong and it explodes and it, it you know, destroys the, just it pollutes the water in there. Other people start getting sick, like the, you know, the radi- the, the, the area, like can't, you can't live in it for X amount of years after, like that is real. That is scary because given the right set of circumstances, 
like that could happen to me. It's not likely that it's going to happen to me, but I understand why that would be scary. And the fact that it did actually happen to someone else or, or a large group of people like that is scary. Mm-hmm. Now, for some reason, whenever I hear about nuclear reactors and movies, are you going to say Star Trek Four? I think of Saturday Night Live's episode called The Pepsi Syndrome. I see you're not familiar with this. Not not right offhand. Okay. Then let me make sure I'm remembering who is in it precisely. But the the Pepsi Syndrome is kind of funny. What happens is... The um, Richard Benjamin is the host on that particular episode. And in the Pepsi syndrome, you have a can of Pepsi gets knocked over at a nuclear reactor. And then stuff happens based on a movie that had recently come out with Jane Fonda, which was not called the Pepsi syndrome. Obviously, it was the something else syndrome. And it had to do with Andromeda and, and Jack Lemmon and Jane Fonda and... What is the name of it? The something syndrome. All right, fine. I'll just Google it. Do you remember what what year this would have been on Saturday Night Live? 70, no, the China syndrome. Thank you. So the China syndrome was huge. And that came out in 79. And then there was the Pepsi syndrome. And so the China syndrome was about, I think, a leak. It's an excellent movie. I'm surprised you haven't seen it. It's it's along the lines of a uh, Manchurian candidate in its in that type of storytelling. My ability to catch up on Saturday Night Live because I was not alive when it first premiered. Whatever. Um was based on Comedy Central's endless airings of it in the 1990s. And they didn't show a lot of the 75 to 79 mm. shows. I own those on DVD. But, like, it wasn't like it was just constantly thrown. Well, you like, can YouTube it. The, 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 the Phil syndrome. Hartman cast, like, the Mike Myers cast, like, and I saw the Will Ferrell, like, I cast. I, I saw those firsthand. But, like, as far as 75 to 79 or 75 to 80, I had to seek those out. Seek out. You can just watch it. Watch the trailer for the China Syndrome. And then watch the five-minute skit from SNL, The Pepsi Syndrome. For some reason, it tickled me to no end, this whole thing. Oh, the Pepsi. I, I don't even remember it, except that remember I remember that it. it. Was funny. And I thought it was funny. So Every every time I hear the word nuclear, I, it goes to Star Trek Four, and it's Walter Coing, like, standing there talking to people in San Francisco going, do you know where the nuclear vessels are yeah. in, in Alameda? <laughs> and apparently, when they were shooting that scene, those are not actors like those are just people that they had him go up to that he's basically just doing a a i Man guess he's pranking street. him yeah. yeah just going do, do you know where the nuclear vessels are in in alameda like those reactions they're giving him those are just people just being like this guy is insane so they had to chase them down to get releases or, That's the reason most of them don't talk. Like the the one person that does talk, they did have mm-hmm. to get a release from because because she be, she spoke in a film, which means she had to get like a Screen Actors Guild mm-hmm. card. Or, it, it was something like that that because she actually spoke in it, but they loved the line so much they were like, we have to keep that in. Like yeah. we 
Let, let's just pay her. That is that's hysterical. We are not going to be able to recreate that moment. And in the event you've watched a TV show or a movie and you thought that second and third person in the group there, why don't they have anything to say? Well, because you'd have to pay them. So or pay them more. It's yeah. Like if you're if you're a lead on a uh, like a network television show, I think like SAG minimum is something like seventeen thousand dollars an episode. Um, like you, you have all of these things that if you are in a particular, if you're acting in a particular way or mm-hmm. like a commercial, like it, it basically you have a, a set of rules from your guild that says, okay, well, if this is re-aired, you get this much. If it goes here, you get this much. You'll be paid for this initially. It's, it's, it's a lot of legal mumbo jumbo, but in that particular instance, because this person spoke, they, it, it can't just be like, hey, can we use this in our movie? Like there are rules doing that to make sure mm-hmm. that uh, everyone is properly compensated and, yada, yada, and stuff yada. like that. Yeah. So there is that. Anyway, um, Chernobyl, clearly well acted. It's really I, I will tell you this. It's it really it, it feels like very, very dour, but like it's very well acted. It's very well produced. Um, I mean, it, it, it's HBO. HBO does not do a lot of bad television or bad miniseries. If you look at the kind of talent they can attract, like it, you really don't have to think hard about a world where they can they, they can put together quality programming. But I'm just telling you, like it's it's a little hard to watch just like in the same way that like, OK, Schindler's List is an incredible film, but it's not a movie that I can constantly Revisit just because it it is it is about real life things that did actually happen and they're so horrific like you don't I have been unable to watch it you don't you don't want to put yourself your head in that place more than you need to Chernobyl is is quite exceptional for what I've seen it from so far but my goodness just keep that keep in mind what you're watching before you start watching it so for the kids. Um, Chernobyl. Sure. Yeah. If, (laughs) um, if they're fans of death, um, Mm -hmm. surprised Tim Burton hasn't picked up on some of this. He seems to like characters that, you know, worship or are, are very close there to death. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. maybe, Mm -hmm. maybe a corpse bride sequel that takes place at, you know, Chernobyl, maybe, maybe. And, uh, one final thing. I don't, recall if I'd mentioned it before, but I know we reviewed, I reviewed a delightful little romp called Whiskey Cavalier. Did, did I not read that it is potentially getting, it has been canceled, but didn't, wasn't there somebody going to step in to save it? What? There was some, I thought the producer last week said it's done. It's really done. Now, Whiskey Cavalier, in short, it's it's a spy type thing, but and it's a it's your it's your team of people who do stuff, and they're the good guys, and they travel the world a lot, and it's amusing, and the use of music is entertaining because depending on what country they are in, you will hear like girls just want to have fun, but you'll hear it sung in German. Because they're in Germany, you know, something like that. You hear music that you recognize, but it's being delivered differently. That's kind of fun. It is. And the main character is a spy who has feelings. 
I, I don't remember the outcome of it. I think it was just talks had started, but there was there was a network that was think that, that was trying to step in to save it Good. and saying like we I, I don't remember if they worked at a deal or if like they they went ahead and killed it or that's what the, I could Google it. We could. Well, and I'm going to. And even if it is totally canceled, just watch the first. The only it does. Even season. when things are canceled, it doesn't take away what already exists. Like, for example, and I know I bring it up a lot. Firefly. Firefly was canceled. Doesn't mean that those handful of episodes that we have, you can't just keep revisiting. You're not going to get new ones. Even Rotten Tomatoes gives it 82%. Right. But that's not what gets things. I know. Quality of show means nothing. Seven hours ago, why the underrated Whiskey Cavalier deserved a second. What? Seven hours ago. Whiskey Cavalier Season 2 release, ABC confirms. What? I'm just now finding this out? How interesting. ABC confirms renewal status after the series got canceled. Okay. Literally, you have a device attached to you for large periods of the day that basically just spits information at you. I want to make sure I didn't read it right because it was a lot of back and forth. The creator said Whiskey Cavalier is not happening. I just got the sad news. Then ABC reevaluated season two. What? I don't like. I I definitely remember reading something. I didn't, okay. I just didn't know what the. Well, this came out uh, seven hours seven hours ago. However, Lauren Cohen. Might not be in it because that she, was the issue. She accepted, see, or she didn't want to. That was the issue. Scott Foley and Lauren Cohen had been given other stuff, and they needed to know. Like they couldn't just wait around. Like the there. Lucifer cast said, "Hey, let's go do this." They kind of needed to know we're doing Susan two, or we got to do other stuff. Can I can I say that I can do this movie, or I can do this miniseries, or this commercial? So I'll be honest, I don't know if it's been canceled or not, for real. Well, if, if it is seven hours fresh, like there still may be parts yes. of the deal that are not uh, set in stone yet. Yes. So we'll see. But anyway, watch the first season because it is delightful. And I was bummed. Not that it was just the kind of show I liked having on because it was I didn't have to pay attention. But if I did... I liked it, and it was just it was just a fun little show, and it delivered a story you know in a different fashion. And that that's honestly the kind of shows that, in a perfect world, do get to continue. Mm-hmm. Like, I I I don't like seeing the same Drek that I've seen like over and over and over. I don't want it reprocessed. Like, I if I like something, I can go back to what did it best. Mm-hmm. But like, get. Don't don't be afraid to give me a, a new spin on old material. Like yes. that's that's the kind of television that I want to watch. And that's what it was. And I I think you would enjoy it actually because it was just fun and well done, of course. So it's the exact opposite of Chernobyl. Hey, happy light. Yeah, Fro- frothy. Mind you, there's killings, but the people deserved them pretty much. It seems it's it's a lot it's a lot easier to take 
like a death when mm-hmm. when you're just like, well, they were bad. That's I don't, right. I don't mind that. Whereas in if if it's just like you know somebody going to try to help stop the the fire from mm-hmm. spreading, and suddenly they have radiation poisoning. Yeah, that is completely different. So there's much more, much more to be watched. I haven't watched season ten of Archer. It is live now on FXX. I think so. Just the just the two X's. Why? Why, why the two X's? Yeah. I think it, it's like the, uh, what ABC family kind of represents to it. Like it's, it's, it's where they put. I wouldn't put Archer on ABC family. Well, I'm saying like ABC has ABC, ABC family. Like you have different television stations that have so much, uh, content. Mm-hmm. When Nick at night turned, uh, created TV land, like you just have so much content. Yeah. You can't have it on all the time. So they they kind of create other places where you're like, well, we're just sitting on this content, not making money on it. Let's have a channel. We'll, we'll, you know, it doesn't have to garner like, you know, ABC, NBC or CBS ratings, but we can still get some money. Like we can wet our beak a little on this this old content or in this case, new new content. And the season 10 of Archer is Archer 1999. And it is. In space, and he's still, he is still in a coma. So I've just rewatched all of Archer, so it's all fresh. I like to rewatch Archer and Thirty Rock every couple of years. Well, they are hysterical. Yeah, there's like that. I mean, if you're if you're gonna revisit anything, like revisit like the good. Yeah, very much so. So, and on your radar for TV is uh, um. There's not a whole lot coming. I do want to see uh, the Deadwood movie. Yes, like, that's if what I was expecting. If you are not um, aware of any of that, Deadwood Firefly. wrapped Firefly. very, very abruptly in Firefly. 2006 to the point that they did not even get like HBO had offered. I think the creator said, well, you can do it in six episodes. And he's like, well, I don't want six episodes. I want 12 and I guess they kind of came to an impasse and they're like, well, fine, we're not going to do a fourth season. But they had said, OK, let's we'll work out a deal. We'll do it in two television movies. You can wrap up all your storylines. Mm-hmm. And then 13 years went by like Timothy Oliphant, who was one of the mm-hmm. uh, main characters in it. He even had said on multiple occasions, Deadwood, the movie is not happening. Like, and, I mean, honestly, at 13 years I don't think anybody could argue like the point that it probably wasn't going to happen. Um, I don't know if it's because of the the prolific nature or the 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 I guess the the kind of spotlight you had on Ian McShane and Timothy Oliphant with them just going, holy cow, wait, what? The And these guys want mm-hmm. to do it. The one of the sadder parts of this, though, the. um the guy, the creative, like impetuous for all this. The guy mm-hmm. that created it, like wrote every kind of like what Aaron Sorkin was to The West Wing. This guy was to Deadwood. Evidently, um, he has been diagnosed with Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. So the there, there's a very good chance um, that this really will be the last thing that we will ever see from Deadwood. So mm-hmm. like. Watch it appropriately. I've looked at some of the reviews. I haven't read them because I don't want anything spoiled. But it's basically said Ian McShane needs an Emmy. Duh. And this, this, why, why did it take 13 years for us to get this? Precisely. Yeah. Oh, and there is a new season 
of um, David Letterman's show on Netflix, the title of which I've forgotten, you know, where he talks to people. I think... I, I just remember that he's on it. Like it, it's something my like David Letterman to be, talks to, or my, my to, next my next guest is my next someone. guest or something. Anyway, uh, Ellen DeGeneres is one of them, and it is it is awesome. I think Watchmen and uh, his Dark Materials are also coming up, and both of them look really interesting. Also based on uh, uh, pre Letterman wrote that. No, oh. you were asking what I was. Oh, what's what's on the horizon? Okay. I see. I was a big fan of the Watchmen comic book. They're doing a mini series on HBO on it and his dark materials, which is kind of a what a lot of people describe as like a more adult Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. It's also based on a, a book series called his his dark materials. But oh. it's a, it's all magic. And Ooh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. nice. So I, that that looks it's got James McAvoy's in it. So, oh, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. OK. I it, it looks interesting at the bare minimum. And. If you need to count down, July 4th, you've heard of it, Stranger Things Season 3. I have I have heard of it. Okay. I know of it. Yeah. Fourth of July. Okay. You know, having multiple jobs really cuts into the TV time. Right. And that delirious uh, nature that you get from not sleeping. Yes. Sometimes thinking things are happening that are not happening. Uh-huh. Um, remembering things vaguely that should be like just populating your 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 brain quite easily. Responding to people, the questions they've asked you apparently in your nightmare, not in real life. You don't, stuff yeah, like that. You don't get credit for it. New, no, no. Anyway, I wish. I wish just doing this could support us because we could watch a whole lot more TV. Oh, my God. Like, I would I would gladly mm-hmm. do okay. this and devote my – but, like, it, when they put on my, my headstone, if they were, like, loving, loving husband, caring father, watched a whole lot of movies and television. Like, I, I think I'd I, – Yeah. I'd be like, no, that, that that that's what I did. That's pretty – that sums it up right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'd be all right. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Anyway, thank you so much for listening, and we'll try to find some little gems to get you through what used to be a summer of reruns, and now, now we just have to help you guide your way through all the stuff. Just a buffet. People don't say smorgasbord as much as they used to. They they should. Yeah, okay. Well, they also don't say haberdashery. Like, don't... I know! I... It's not my fault. I haven't heard anyone say jabberwocky all year. We should bring till just now. all of them back. Okay. Consider it done. Thank you for listening to Binge or Cringe. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. Binge or Cringe, starring Jane Ellen and Adam Cravens, is a Hinson Oakley Podcast Center production. Listen to new or past podcasts anytime at rock937online.com.